Hey, how's it going, everybody? You're listening to another episode of the Supermarcado Brothers Video Game Music Podcast. How's it going, everybody? This is the podcast where we share and discuss the very best in video game music. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. It's time for another installment of Show and Tell, where both Yay. Carl and myself bring in nine tracks to share with the other person. And uh, yeah, we don't nine know... Nine good tracks, right? <laughs> good music today? That's usually the goal. We actually didn't make a memo. I'm glad that we both happened to pick good music. You know, Carl, I actually... Should we do a bad show and tell at some I point? I did actually come across <laughs> a lot of really bad music, and there's some stuff did. that I want to show you as I was uh, Ooh, digging through music. I actually took some videos on my phone, because there's this one track where, like, there's this weird tempo <laughs> kind of thing. It's so bad. What it's system was that? I think it was Genesis. That happens a lot. It was probably um, a Western composer, not yeah. to be, you know... Oh, it was great. ...insensitive. Yeah, but uh, both Carl and myself are bringing in tracks that um, the other person is not aware of, and usually, just because we're brothers, it becomes this competition, in a sense, of who has the better who playlist. Who best the other. Well, this is the 25th installment of Show & Tell on this podcast. Pretty crazy. That's Yeah, that is amazing. This is episode... Two or three of our episode three of our fourteenth season, right? Um, well, and it was episode three of our first season. Wow, was how the original fitting. show and tell. how perfect! Uh, I posted on social media a few days ago at time of recording that we finally upgraded our RSS feed. If you guys saw that, uh, so one of the things that was happening for a few years is the older episodes had the wrong dates on them. So everything older than like May. 16th of 2016 had the same date so we were able to fix that issue and we we're also able to fix some of the broken links of the older episodes so so we're excited about that uh, we're excited to have another episode in person in the same room every fun fact every single show and tell episode we've done has been in the same room together right that's pretty cool. i wonder why that is i think it's just part of you know we want to capture the experience of actually sharing music with someone which and is fun that's something that is kind of a more personal thing you know these are potentially my favorite episodes to do i always i just can't wait to show really will this music that's kind of i pick these tracks because i think you're gonna dig them and i obviously really dig them too and hopefully all of you listeners as well yeah i think that's something both carl and i really enjoy kind of surprising the other person and hopefully making them really excited about our playlist well speaking uh, of digging music what are we listening to this is will's first pick technically yeah this is a track from splatoon 2 this piece is called Undertow, and uh, the list of composers hmm. for that game are all these Nintendo veterans, Toro Minigishi, Ryo Nagamatsu, right. and Shiho Fuji. Uh, yeah, Splatoon 2 came out for the Switch a couple of years ago, I think 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it has a very quirky soundtrack. It's a huge soundtrack. There's so much music yeah. in the game, much like the original Splatoon, I remember, was a similar deal. It's a very silly soundtrack, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's a lot of vocals that sound like kind of nonsense, gibberish vocoder type stuff. I think mm-hmm. the idea is that... It almost sounds to me like they're trying to create music that would sound like the music of like two generations from now, where mm. it's almost supposed to sound, you're supposed to feel almost alienated, like an adult listening to their right. children's music and they don't understand <laughs> what's going on. Because That's I think funny. the whole aesthetic of Splatoon is that it's like these kids and it's sort of this punk energy and it's a way of making it kind of universal right some of the the tracks the quirkiness almost gets in the way of my enjoyment i know of it, exactly what but you mean there's some really cool production choices in splatoon 2 all this amazing like chopped up dj yeah. kind of electronic stuff it's 
it's kind of amazing. I definitely recommend you check it out and give it a listen, even if it's not necessarily your favorite thing. It, it's it one displays of the, some pretty amazing. Well, yeah, one of the freshest and maybe most bold Nintendo soundtracks as of late. It feels yeah. really unlike anything that they would typically do. I know that's so what's that's that's so crazy cool. About it. Um, all right, well, let's get into my first pick. I'm really excited to to share this music. Uh, so I stumbled upon a game that I think came out fairly recently. It's called Fighting EX Layer. Okay. Um, weird Carl, title. all of my picks were from Fighting, Fighting EX, EX Layer. Fighting EX Layer. Dang it. I sh- we should have talked about that. Um, and so I think this is a Japanese, potentially a Japanese-only release. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure about that. Don't really know much about this game. Um, but the composers, we have some pretty classic composers here. We have Shinji Hosoe, Ayako Sasso, and Takayuki Aihara. And I'm going to share a track called Elevated Railway, which is a very energetic jazz rock fusion piece of music that really reminds me, I guess, of a lot of the later Street Fighter music when they got more jazzy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just, it's a really cool track. I hope you guys enjoy Elevated Railway from Fighting EX Layer. cool is this you guys listening to elevated railway from fighting ex layer composed by hasoe sasso and aihara this is radical i'm concerned (laughs) because this isn't your track of the week (laughs) but it's possible you might like this more than my track of the week you know different strokes for different folks this is really cool i will say to you that i am bringing it this week with quality tunes so you should be a little concerned um, and how fitting that the first game is a fighting game, because it's kind of a fight in some ways between us. I don't want it to be a fight. No, it's no, It's show no. and tell. It's so, not like a head-to-head. So the developer... By the way, this is the most recent game I assume we're playing today, because it looks like it was released uh, June 28th of this year. So very recent release. Um, developer is Arika. Uh, and it was released for the PS4. Now, they're the same developer that did Street Fighter EX and some of those games, so I think it's kind of in the legacy of the Street Fighter EX games. Uh, but, Will, what were your thoughts about this track? I loved it. The energy is just uh, Off astounding. the charts. I mean, yeah. there's some incredible playing How all around. How about that around. bass solo? So funky. Yeah, it's... It's really amazing to think about where video game music has come, you know, and how undeniably 
virtuosic this music is. I mean, I yeah. feel like if you showed this to any sort of professional musician, they would really have to kind of respect. You know who would the like this track? Here. Carlos would really dig this. Yeah, I wonder I if he knows about the soundtrack. Um, one thing I want to mention, I did, I did say that this is probably the most recent game that we're featuring today. Some of you might be expecting this, so we want to mention it right now. No music today from Octopath Traveler because we're actually going to do our spotlight episode on that next week. Mm-hmm. So look forward to that next week taking a break from that for just a week i've been totally obsessed with that soundtrack so um nice to 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 feature other music today so all right man um yeah i I just thought that was a great way to start things off super energetic it's a track that doesn't remind me of the old school video game tradition because it's just it's almost extemporaneous and improvised the entire thing is just you know yet it is kind of eclectic and this blend of genres and everything and really positive fun high energy i think it's also a nice compliment to that splatoon track you know these two that's true rocking gritty you know tunes that are a little bit more about the playing rather than you know the melodies or anything what do you got man back to you well i want to bring it back to the nes it wouldn't be a show and tell episode if i didn't share some nes music uh you guys might remember last time i played a few tunes from this nes game called air fortress yeah uh there's this wonderful kind of quasi orchestral sounding stuff and i remember i i the composer is credited as being escaper kanaguchi <laughs> yeah which i realized was actually an alias for hideki kanazashi mm-hmm. kind of an old school hal laboratories composer sure. so i knew that i wanted to do uh, another track from him and then i found out that he did the music to a game called adventures of lolo also known as oh, eggerland yeah. and we did play an adventures of lolo track before but it was the game boy yep. version composed by manami matsumai right uh and it's an entirely different soundtrack. So cool. I wanted to play the first stage theme from the NES version of Adventures of Lolo, Radical. composed by Hideki Kanazashi. Let's take a listen. to stage theme one from Adventures of Lolo, composed by Hideki Kanazashi. Why does this sound so classic? <laughs> I think that, that kind of like plucky old school sound, you know, it reminds just me classic. of like Gyromite or the it early Hiptonaka. It feels like Hip I Tanaka. grew up with this song, but I did not. <laughs> right. I also think it's exploiting some old either cartoon cliches or old silent movie comedies. It's plucky and silly. And it feels like it's a sunny day and your main character is walking down the sidewalk 
and right. there's some shenanigans are about to be you know about to ensue but it's yeah it's just a it's a delightful yeah, melody it, it really is a wonderful melody and i'm just such a fan of this composer he has a great sense of harmony and is able to write music that sounds pure but is also kind of expressive well one more time what's the name of this composer hideki kanazashi wow yeah he was credited a scapper kanaguchi and this was also a hal game yeah i believe so this was a uh, hal I think published by Nintendo. Now, was he a person who survived the 16-bit era, or was he just in the 8-bit era? I think he was into the 16-bit era, but I didn't see much after that. Okay, gotcha. Very cool stuff. Wow, what a nice change of pace from the music we had played before that. Very cool. What was that game called again? Adventures of Lolo. Adventures it's of also Lolo. known as Eggerland You know in what's funny? Japan. I remember seeing that. I think the title... I was in my head because we had played the Game Boy version. So I think I probably skipped that over um, over the years when looking at NES music just because, I oh, I already know that. But I guess I don't really know that that well that's right, really it's not cool. a huge soundtrack mm -hmm. i think it's a very it's an early nes game i think the original japanese version came out in like 1984 or oh, something wow. crazy and the uh, u.s version was like 87 i think interesting it doesn't sound or that 89. early though it sounds it sounds really good okay i'm excited about this similar to will uh it wouldn't be a show and tell episode without playing without me playing a pc 98 track right <laughs> i think that's one of my favorite systems to play music uh from so the pc 98 similar to the 88 uh has has this fm synth sound so it uses a yamaha fm chip that's very similar to what would eventually be used on the sega genesis um but you get more channels of psg and more more heavy use of the psg so it's just a really cool sound that was happening in japan on these computer systems um but i think for most of the world it was it wasn't really until the genesis where we started to really fall in love with that sound so i am always you know revisiting these old systems trying to find hidden gems also the uh, the sharp x uh 68 is is another great system that i like to look for um i listened to tons of music from these japanese computer systems and this was m the favorite one that i've discovered it's from a game called trouble outsiders <laughs> i just love some of these titles are just like kind of bad translation it's it feels like this is composed by shiori ueno and we're going to take a listen to a really catchy rocking track it's called a battle with destiny and i just think the melody once it gets into like what you might consider the chorus it's this really cool repeated uh melody that just i don't know it's, it's just a rocker let's take a listen to a battle with destiny
This track rocks. You guys are listening to A Battle With Destiny from Trouble Outsiders for the PC-98, featuring uh, some pretty rare drum sounds, like really good drum samples here. That was not par for the course for the system. This is composed by Shiori Ueno. Such a rocker. I just love that melody. It really feels like you're, you're in your imagination, you're hearing it being shred on a guitar. It's just rocking. Well, I love um, that all of the chords change on offbeats, on kind of the and. Mm-hmm. It gives it kind of this syncopated pop sound that yeah. sounds like a lot of, you know, 80s music. Oftentimes I find it in uh, video games, though, when there is a syncopated groove like that, typically the drums and bass don't necessarily accent those offbeats, particularly mm-hmm. with early game music. And I'm always kind of fascinated uh, by video game tracks where the drum part is kind of composed to yeah. sting those syncopations, because well, so is, much percussion in early video games is just like a stock That's backbeat. a good point, and I think part of it is, is for whatever reason, they had the use of the better sounding drums in this game, and so they're really utilizing it and writing for it. Um, yeah, just really cool track. I love that chorus melody. It's just a really cool rhythm, and the way that it's repeated with one note changing. Very simple, repetitive, but just just feels so good. You know, this Carl, is classic. I don't know about you, but when I was preparing my playlist today, I feel like I was stumbling across so much music that I would have loved to have included in our yes uh, episode a couple weeks ago. I know exactly what you, you know mean. about the video game sound. This would have been a great so one. So much stuff where it's like, oh yeah, this just sounds like video game music, undeniably, almost like a parody of game music. But sometimes when when I stumble upon music like that and it's really good, I do favor that sound just because it's so pleasing and I guess nostalgic to me. So, all right, man, back to you. Well, I'm doing another NES track. I promise this is the last one. Uh, no, and I, go I, for I, it. I had to put these two tracks back to back because you're gonna have to scratch your head because it almost sounds like it's from the same game. Mm-hmm. I played something from Adventures of Lolo, and now I'm gonna play something from Adventure Island. Now you're probably oh, thinking, yeah. oh, we've, Super we've played something Island. from Adventure Island, but yeah, we played something from Super Adventure Island, which I believe was a Yuzo Koshiro yeah. composition. Very true. This game was actually composed by Jun Chikuma, cool. known for the Bomberman series. And I feel like at some point it must have looked into this, but I know. It, it, see, that's the other funny thing. These two NES tracks—they're both kind of similar early NES music, very plucky and fun. And they're both found in the A category, right? Both adventure <laughs> and all of your tracks. Start they both have like sequels that we've played music before so i feel mm-hmm. like it's easy that these two got overlooked um but awesome yeah uh, we played stage theme one we're gonna do the same thing again this is area one round one from adventure island composed by jun chikuma let's take a listen Thank you. 
This is Area One Round One from Adventure Island, composed by June Chikuma. I want to visit this island. This is tropical and fun. <laughs> I love this. It's so catchy. The only thing is it's kind of criminally, uh, it's too short. Like, I just want that second section to just keep going because it's right. just feels so good kind of some a little bit more authentic latin feel in that dun, second dun, dun, section dun, dun, dun. Yeah. um rhythms are really cool uh really hip this does not sound like typical june chikuma music right doesn't it yeah it, it's it's nice really change of fascinating pace. though i love this early nes music it's so optimistic and almost always going for some kind of clear pastiche was this also an early title yeah, it's pretty early. Uh, it th- again, I think it's like 86, 87. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's like 89. But, okay. you know, it's it's a pretty early, definitely in the 80s. Uh, and it just has that innocent sound to it. And I, I, I mean, it's probably very influenced by Super Mario Brothers, the mm-hmm. idea of going for kind of a Latin groove and everything. And even right. the way that she's constructed those instruments remind me a lot of the way that Koji uses the square leads in Mario Brothers. That's interesting to think about it that way, because when I listen to it, it doesn't really sound anything like Mario, but I, I could see that being an inspiration to her when, when she was composing this. This is really cool. It's a nice kind of pastiche piece. You can see she's going for a specific sound, um, and it just, yeah, she really nails it. It's just a lot of fun. It's funny, there's so many composers that, in this era, this was the music they were tasked to write, and whether or not they liked this kind of music, that was the appropriate fitting music. Right. And a lot of them were so good at writing that kind of music that when they moved on to something a little bit more dark or intense, maybe things they enjoyed more, there's part of me that misses the the old style. Right. Well, it, it's just, it's such pure uh, musical elements here. I mean, mm-hmm. you have that melody, which is kind of chromatic, but it's so sequency. You know, it's very yeah. pure. There's an economy of notes, I think. And then it's harmonized often in thirds. And it's just the the elements are so pure. You know, you have this bass groove that's very much trotting out, you know, roots and fifths and establishing the kind of Latin groove. And then you just have melody and harmony for the whole thing. And it's a sound that I I so adore. And it's one of my favorite things about 8-bit music is this clear dichotomy of roles between all of the voices and how there doesn't even need to be anything else in here. You know, the composition is so solid that it's able to evoke you know a genre and you don't even notice the limitations which is why i think so much early game music is so clearly going for like an outside idiom i think they're trying to like distract you it's funny it's the more imaginative the piece of music is the more our imagination goes with the music and we just accept those you know limitations and we just we're just taken on this 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 fun ride um, yeah, that's that's a delightful. Some good music so far today. Let's keep it going. Th- this sure. I'm very excited about. Um, I stumbled upon a treasure trove of PSP games. Um, and I'm actually playing two pieces of music from PSP titles today. That was a system... I was like, okay, what's a system that I really haven't explored music of very much? And definitely the PSP would be, would be that sure. system. Um, Offhand, I mean, I think there was a Kingdom Hearts game maybe that we played some music from, maybe a couple other things here and there, like a Wipeout track or something. But other than that, uh, really not a lot of exploration. And I found this series, and, and I had heard of the the original series before, GQ Powerful Pro Yaku. 
which is a, a baseball series of games. And I remember we played some Super Famicom um, entries and maybe even a 64 entry. They continued that series all the way to the PSP and I think even onward. And so the series on the PSP is called GQU Powerful Pro Yaku Portable. And I'm playing a track from Portable 2. Now, I stumbled upon the soundtrack to Portable, Portable 2, Portable 3, Portable 4, and they're all so good that I really, <laughs> I know this is silly, but I would love to have an episode just on this Portable series. Oh, God. Because seriously, the How music... How micro can I know, we get? I, I understand, but the music is so good, so fun. It's very Japanese, fun, J-pop, earth, wind, and fire very poppy r&b cheesy goodness well it'll have to earn its keep let's see if Um, i like it (laughs) i just absolutely love this music this is bgm3 from uh like i said portable 2 and this is just a guess on the composers these composers have worked in the series i'm not sure if they worked on this title but i'm guessing that it could be tomoaki hirono and shoichi tanaka let's check out bgm3 In love. You guys listening to BGM3 from Jikyo Powerful Pro Yaku Portable 2 series of baseball <laughs> games <laughs> for the PSP. Portable Yaku 2. And I believe this is composed by uh, Tomowaki Hirono and and or she, uh, Shoichi Tanaka. It's so delightful. Now, this series is chock full of original happy melodies like this. The writing is so good. It's this full band really good brass writing great bass playing the drum kit everything melody is strong it's just really engaging and active and just fun i'm ashamed to say i really love it i'm glad i don't want to have an episode called. can i can we at least do this i know can we can i at least do this can i show you a few more tracks from the series and let you know that can this we at is least the just do the it? overall series and not just these portable games because it's so specific. I know it's specific. It, what if we change? What if we change the name? What if we called it something else? Is there like, is there like an English version of the name that we oh, could translate? Maybe, yeah, maybe that would be a good idea. Uh, it's we'll just, talk. It's the music's so it's good. It's not though. what everyone's been waiting for. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Nobody's been the episode. No one's been waiting for. It'll be great though. Oh I mean, if, yeah, seriously. If like, this I is have, any indication. I have so many tracks from, like I said, Portable One, Two, Three, and Four, and all of them are like this good. They're just so many great melodies. They're all this type of music, this sound, this kind of poppy R and B sound. Well, I've got a really fun track next that I'm kind of excited about. You know, Carl, we've talked in the past about something that we wish we would hear more of. And hmm. one of the things that I remember you mentioning, I don't remember when you said this, but is that you wish there would be more music on the Sega Genesis that was overtly orchestral. Yes, in sound. it was recently. That kind of Shining Force style. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was actually listening through uh, some of the Shining Force soundtracks mm-hmm. and kind of curious to find something else in that vein and i came across the soundtrack to a game called lord monarch takotan sento denetsu lord monarch we played Mm. this is another example of tangentially in this series there's Mm -hmm. an snes game called lord monarch and that was falcom right yeah okay played a falcom a really good track track. exactly Mm -hmm. yeah this is for the um this is a sequel to that title that came out for the sega genesis or i think just the mega drive it might be a japanese only title yeah uh, it, the the tracks are not named. Nowhere mm. could I find the name of where they are in the game. I couldn't find it on YouTube, video game database, anything. Uh, but I was able to find the composer, I believe, is Maki Tanimoto. Hmm. And uh, Noriyuki Iwadare was oh, the awesome. sound. Uh, it, he's credited as sort of the, the sound, sound implementer mm-hmm. or sound composer. So it's possible he did some music or he just implemented it but i thought i would credit those two individuals i'm really excited for you to hear this this is very much in the vein of kind of what we were talking about with the shining force style of rousing orchestral it's a kind of pompous english sounding march (laughs) but it's really great and this whole soundtrack is um very classical in terms of its aesthetic and I, i think you would really get a kick out of it let's take a listen to track 14 from lord monarch takotan sento denetsu is so cool will can i ask you a question what would you name this track if you had to name this think of a potential stage what does this convey to you march of the i was gonna say march of the or something about um penguins entering the king's chambers Ooh, that's or cool this is so rad dude this is right up my Isn't alley what i was talking about i will say there's something so charming about the fm synth being used in this way it's very charming 
Um, it's almost cuter than the Super Nintendo would have been right. with this kind of a track. And there's only a few instances in my mind where I've heard this sound. And the, one of the strongest, you know, some sort of sense of this, you know, regal classical style would have been like Fortress Wing Fortress Zone <laughs> or even like when we played Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis on the Sound Blaster. Right. There's just a few of these examples growing up where I heard that that charming music. I love this section here where that da 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 the dominant so seventh is interesting. kind of ringing over the tonic chord and, and, and all of a sudden Very it gets striking. ambiguous and kind of dissonant. And What a cool track. Yeah, just wonderful classical writing and not classical in the sense of it sounding like it's the 18th century but very orchestral, you know and there's yes. all these imitative lines and that, as you called out, Carl, when we were listening to it that kind of... Uh, that flute counter melody in the beginning, not only is it a, a pretty well-achieved timbre that mm-hmm. they get on the Mega Drive, but the the lines themselves, it's really well-composed. One of my favorite moments is you kind of have this driving rhythm and, and drums and everything, and then it, you get the sense of almost like a full string section sound yeah. where all the percussion cuts out, and that's something that was so orchestral that I rarely hear in video game music, particularly you know on the, the Genesis the idea of abandoning um, the percussion, abandoning the groove, but it's something that happens all the time in classical music. And yeah, this whole soundtrack, I I was really kind of excited by, and there's a lot of music in this style, and there's even some kind of Baroque-sounding organ kind of fantasy stuff. That is so good. What a cool discovery, man. That really makes me happy, because I was literally just talking about that very recently, I think it was an episode where we had we were answering questions. It could have been the finale episode. And yeah. I was saying I would love to hear more of that kind of music. How fun is that? All right. Um, now we're going to move on to everyone's favorite title, After School Boy. <laughs> what platform is this for? <laughs> for the Nintendo DS. This is a DS track. Now, this is a Japan-only game, I believe. The, the, the Japanese title of this game is Haokago Shounen. I'm sure I'm botching that. Uh, The translation is After School Boy. It's a game where you're basically, you play as a boy whose family is like moving soon. And it's basically just, you're just having fun in the summer. You're hanging out with your friends and you're just having a nice summer. That's basically what this game is about. And I stumbled upon this really cool track called G-Men 75. In this game, there's no composer info, so uh, all I can say is Konami Kokeha Club. Um, And yeah, G-Men 75, and it's this really cool track that kind of feels like it's starting off like a Western, but then all of a sudden the 70s cheesy kind of disco band comes in. So it's basically like a 70s Western that you would hear in a lot of film, uh, you know, in in that era. So let's let's check out G-Men 75 from After School Boy. Thank you. 
How delightful is this? You guys are listening to G-Men 75 from After School Boy for the Nintendo DS by the some Konami Kokea Club member, some Konami composer here. It's just vintage, like, Japanese film TV music from the 70s. Uh, very cheesy, has elements of jazz, that kind of sequency progression, but definitely feels like it has some Western elements, too. Uh, it's just a lot of fun. Great, great melody, really good progression. This was a cool standout for me. Absolutely, yeah. What do you think of this? Outstanding. I I love it. I like the mix of genres. I I definitely hear what you're talking about. Um, I think it's very clearly going for the sound of a a western with yun dun dun yeah yun dun dun dun. You know, and just the the chord sequence sounds kind of like Ennio Morricone or Mm -hmm. something. Uh, but then <laughs> you do get that 70s kind of rock groove that sounds like a Rocky montage or something. Or like I Will Survive, too. Yeah. You know, it's, <laughs> Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. That's a progression. This is just a lot of fun. It's, it's again, only in Japanese video game music would this, would this happen. Or, yeah. I guess, 70s, you know, film score. Right. How cool is that? All right, back to you, man. I'm having a good time so far. I am too, man. I'm glad. I'm glad you're having fun. Uh, you know, we talked earlier about the video game sound and mm-hmm. playing a track that feels just prototypical of that. Well, I mm-hmm. found one that almost made me laugh, um, especially when you consider its context. It's from this Japanese RPG called Tokimeki Memorial Denetsu oh, yeah. no Kino I know uh, that Shita series. Day. I know that series, yeah. Yeah, this is a Super Famicom entry in that series. Mm. And it's a very eclectic soundtrack. First mm-hmm. of all, it's, it's huge, but it's it has some of the things that maybe you'd come to expect from a JRPG. Oh, yeah. Uh, but then there are a few selections in the game that are about sports. Like there's one called baseball and bowling and hmm. all these things. And I imagine you know you you can play those games somewhere within this game mm-hmm. and so the the music definitely kind of uh changes style and genre a lot but there is a track called pro wrestling that sounds like you know vintage capcom like this Ooh. belongs in a mega man game awesome it's so great and I, you're definitely gonna hear what i'm saying cool. uh, the composers of this game were kiropi inoue and noriko takahashi Let's take a listen to Pro Wrestling. wrestling from Tokimeki Memorial Denetsu no Ki no Shita Day. Radical. Yeah, like I said, I'm familiar with this score in this series, but um, yeah, this is not what I, the sound that I expect from this series. <laughs> Very delicate romantic music, Right, typically. exactly. This is so cool. It's classic VGM. It's cool that they're going for that kind of send-up of, I guess, a slightly older era of, of video game music. It's so rocking and right, fun. I think this came out in like 95 or something, mm-hmm. so it's a later Super Nintendo title. 
Man, on the nose, though. Yeah, Again, it's like, great? I kind of wish the whole score was just this. <laughs> I was having the same feeling. Uh, the first title in the series is on the Turbo Graphics, or I guess the PC engine in Japan. I just love this sound. Guys, is this what pro wrestling is, feels like? I mean, <laughs> I want I want to get involved. This is amazing. It's so fun. What are your favorite elements of this track? I love the melody. I love the chord progression in the groove. I think my favorite thing are the drums yeah. and the tom fills, uh, yeah. particularly <laughs> at the beginning, yeah, are so great. So and good. this track does uh, something that I was talking about earlier. You know, you played uh, your example of kind of a rocking video game track in mm-hmm. that also has that kind of emphasis on the syncopations and accenting the offbeat and everything. Yeah. Very cool. I'm excited for this. Um, I definitely stumbled upon a lot of great uh, music for the Turbo Graphics, um, and I would say about half of the titles that I was listening to were actually for the Turbo Graphics CD. So they were Red Book audio tracks. It's some really great stuff. I stumbled upon this. Um, and the Japanese title didn't really necessarily remind me. I didn't, felt like I hadn't heard that before. But when I found what it was in English, it's Nabunaga's Ambition, Lord of Darkness. And I was like, Nabunaga's Ambition. I feel like Yoko Kano worked on that series. Right. Lo and behold, she did. This is a Yoko, Yoko Kano composition. Uh, this is called Beacon from Nabunaga's Ambition, Lord of Darkness for the TurboGrafx CD it's a wonderful, fully Dude, orchestrated track. You know what's track. crazy? I was just about to play a Yoko Kano Interesting. track, um, but I ended up going another way because it was from well, a game that we'd done a couple things. Okay, yeah, we haven't played anything from this particular game. Let's take a listen to the wonderful, fully orchestrated track, Beacon. Yoko Kano is a beautiful human being. This is uh, Beacon from Nabunaga's Ambition, Lord of Darkness. It makes me feel so many things. What an amazing composition. It's too bad it's tucked into this game that I definitely hadn't really heard of before. Maybe it's popular or was popular at some point, but what a wonderful composition. You know, orchestration and recording and performance and everything. It's just... There's so much wonderful music of this caliber that was composed for these early uh, CD systems that I definitely wasn't aware of. Um, And it kind of makes me, in some ways, feel a little bit differently about that era. I know that there were certain things about that era that some growing pains that we kind of poke fun at or are maybe critical of. But there's some phenomenal music like this that was just happening, you know? 
Yoko Kano is such a treasure. I mean, she's really one of Japan's greatest composers. Phenomenal. She's been so prolific in so many different forms of media. Uh, this is a gorgeous piece. I love the orchestral writing. The mm-hmm. melody is so fantastic, and it actually sounds quite reminiscent of Nobuo Uematsu's theme to Super Smash Brothers Brawl. Interesting, which is so funny and almost just fortuitous. This is way earlier, <laughs> because yeah, my next track that I'm going to be Whoa. playing, which is my track of the week is the main theme from the upcoming Nintendo Switch game, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Wowzers. Uh, Yeah, people are highly anticipating this game, and for good reason. My only gripe is, why the hell didn't they call the last one Smash Bros. Ultimate? It was on the Mm -hmm. Wii U. U Ultimate? Ultimate, yeah. Ah, It it really ticks me off that they didn't give that game a name. Smash Bros. Ultimate would have been great. (laughs) Anything other than just calling it Smash brothers for wii u smash brothers for current system <laughs> yeah i mean it's like a working title that never got a real title but they're they're correcting that here smash brothers ultimate wow is this an incredible theme i love the main theme it. for the last game uh it was this wonderful kind of orchestral theme but this one actually has a real orchestra again kind of like what they did with Brawl. how much of the score do you think is going to be orchestrated i wonder I really Probably don't. Probably not much. I really don't know. It, it's it's hard to say. It feels like an entirely new Nintendo now. So they yeah. just they continue to floor me. You know, uh, this track was composed by Hideki Sakamoto, and it's a fantastic theme. It's wonderful orchestration, and it just screams Nintendo. Let's take a listen to the main theme from Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. This is fantastic. This is the main theme from Super Smash Bros. Ultimate uh, coming out later this year on the Nintendo Switch. I think the most impressive thing about this track is that it feels so classic for the series. It really reminds me of Smash Bros. But it's a new melody, um, and there's a lot of excited energy, and it's it's fresh. It reminds me of the theme for the last game, Mm -hmm. and also the opening titles of Brawl, that kind of opening cutscene. Or not Mm -hmm. Brawl, Melee. Melee, yeah, Yeah. exactly. 
This is wonderful. Yeah, I wonder if, if, if this gentleman's going to be the lead composer. Yeah, I think he is going to be. Um, well, I mean, and usually in their tradition, everything tends to be a remix, and they get different composers to come in and do remixes. So I'm sure they'll continue that. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's going to be. A, is you know, it's going to be a behemoth project, like it always is. I mean, there's so many people that come together to make arrangements and remixes. It's always a I, huge project. I love this theme, though. I, there's two themes. There's a yeah da 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 which is so pure great and great, melody. and that's kind of hinted at at the beginning. Um, but then the main kind of uh, melodic theme is it, it almost moves in the opposite direction. That's just classic. It's very exciting. It just makes me want to play I think this my game. favorite Smash Brothers theme is the one from Brawl that mm-hmm. Uematsu composed. But I think after that, this might be my next favorite. I, mean, I really like so the last good. theme, too. The last theme was right. catchy. Yeah. Did, did the last thing use the five finger fanfare? Yeah, we played it mm-hmm. on that episode. Very cool stuff. All right. Well, that's that's a tough. Oh yeah, that one goes like. So classic. That's a tough act to follow, but I'm gonna do my best here. This is my vote for track of the week, um, and I am breaking the rules. But again, it's our podcast, and it's my show and tell playlist, so what, I can is this do whatever. From a movie or something? No, it's it's a it's just a it's a chip tune, uh, from a chip tuner. Uh, but this is an SNES chiptune, wow. which I think is kind of interesting. You don't hear a lot of those. Uh, I'm not sure if this was done using the actual hardware or, or not, um, but it is from a chiptuner by the name of Tankla, and that's T-A-N-C-L-A. Now, I was introduced to this. Uh, he's based in the UK, by the way. Uh, now, I was introduced to him as well as a bunch of other amazingly talented chip tuners on Battle of the Bits, actually. This track I actually found, I think, on his SoundCloud he posted it. So I don't even know if it's from an album or anything. It's definitely not from a game, but it's so flipping good. It reminds me of a lot of great JRPG music for the Super Nintendo. It's beautiful. It's atmospheric. It just really gets your imagination going. I think it's a gorgeous piece of music. It's called Ceramic Ivy from Tankla. Let's check it out.
god, amazing. You guys are listening to Ceramic Ivy, which is an SNES chiptune by Tankla, who is a chiptune artist based in the UK. And it's crazy how this guy was able to get so close to the classic Japanese JRPG composers. This reminds me of things like Secret of Mana, things like Chrono Trigger. Uh, it's so beautiful, and it's through Compose. There's not really repetition, and we're only able to give you guys a taste today. You're, you're going to hear the rest of it here as we talk over it, but I was absolutely floored by this because immediately started playing, and it was like, this has to be from some famous Japanese composer, but it's it's not. It's it's amazing. Yeah, uh, he's, he's definitely evoking a lot of that flavor not just with the sounds the chords um, but yeah the the chord harmonic wandering there's a lot of movement by half step of these descending and ascending major and minor seven it's chords. the kind of jazzy japanese sound kind of non-functional harmony there's one moment that i love where it descends it continues descending by like minor thirds mm-hmm. it's this weird kind of modulation sound so cool it always reaches these gorgeous kind of climaxes and it, wonderful implementation but i think the thing that i'm most struck by is just the composition itself Mm -hmm. you know that's what's really doing the heavy lifting of evoking that 16-bit era every single line the flute trills every the harp glisses everything about it is just meticulously written it's it's an amazing piece of music i it's really strange the only thing that is unfortunate is this is better than just some random chip tune that you'll hear on soundcloud or right. even battle of the bits like the it's last better than thing that, that we have to mention all the temporal stuff the crazy changes in feel and how it just rapidly slows down and uh, oh. it's, it's it becomes uh something that's at a higher level of expression than a lot of what ends up happening in the 8 and 16 bit era where everything is just locked to a grid pretty crazy this is able to kind of feel almost improvised or have like a, yeah. a a conducted rubato. Well, and then, like I said, it. it makes sense too because the piece itself is very through composed. It's it's not a looping piece of VGM. Uh, as relaxing as that as that piece was, it is now time for battle. So let's stretch out. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna crack my knuckles here. Okay. Hopefully that wasn't picked up on the mic. All right. Here we go. Okay. Shoot. Mm-hmm. Right. On shoot. Okay. Be sure to get all your yawns out of the way first. Mm. Rock paper scissors shoot. Should we just call? I mean, is that <laughs> best so I, two out of three? I won. I got rock and Carl had scissors. Are we doing best two out of three? We usually do best two out of three. All right, we'll do okay. another. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Okay, so Will, <laughs> Will destroyed me. He got, got paper, paper, I got rock. Will rock. came with his game face on today. Wow. All right. I can't believe that worked. I'm a little sad, but that's It always is a game of psychology whenever we play that, Mm. and I feel like I could beat you easier than someone else because we're brothers, and I sort of know a little bit how you might think. I was not thinking. I was kind of just going with it. I did not have a strategy. I was not prepared for this battle, I will admit. That's okay. And I'm sad for Tonkla because I... I might think that's might be a better. We piece usually of music. do it where one is track of the week and the other one gets like a little. We still no shout worries. it out on I don't Twitter need, or something. I, I, I don't need the pity, and I don't think Tonkla needs the pity either. I think that's it's it, it was a great piece of music yeah. that you brought in. Just it's word of fitting. mouth, people will have to go check it out. But yeah, the track of the week this week will be the Smash Bros. Ultimate Main Theme, which is fitting. It's an incredible piece of music, and Indeed. also deserves it. All right, back to you. Oh, yeah. Okay. I forgot. We still have more music to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to play another SNES track just to follow in the vein of what you did. And this is from a game called uh, Tecmo's Secret of the Stars. 
Hmm. Um, it, I, I don't know a lot about it. I take it that it's some sort of like side scroller shooter. Uh, hmm. it, it looks like a game like R type or Life mm-hmm. Force or something. You know that kind of flying thing. Uh, but some very interesting music. Uh, I wanted to play a piece, the kind of first overworld theme. It's called Aquatillion Overworld. The composer here is Tukushi, um, Tukushi Sasaki. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I think this is a great piece of music, and I think you're really going to enjoy it, Carl. Let's take a listen to Aquatillion Overworld from Secret of the Stars. listening to Aquatillion Overworld from Secret of the Stars. That's great. Great composition. I will I had this really weird almost out of body experience listening to this track. I was really enjoying the composition and the melody and everything, but for the first time in a while I was listening to the sounds almost as like this outsider as if I had never grown up with the sounds of the Super Nintendo and they're so bad. <laughs> like can you imagine <laughs> You know, someone like our dad or someone from a generation who had never heard that and showing them a piece of music like this, their first reaction is probably, oh man, that sounds really shrill. Right. And it's hard to hear past that. And I'm just so grateful that we're able to hear past that because we're able to appreciate music like this that's of such a high quality. Mm-hmm. It's it's beautiful. I don't know why I had that experience, but I thought I would share it with you. Yeah, I definitely have that sometimes when listening to video game music where I don't think the music kind of overcomes the limitations. Hmm. Um, I don't know if that was the case this time. I just, for some reason, I was just focusing well, on the I shrillness. It gets back to something that I, I strongly believe. I think a lot of people are shallow listeners. They listen to music on a surface level. Right. So they hear production. They hear maybe the the sound of someone's voice. That's actually something I worry that we maybe focus too much on sometimes on the podcast. We talk a lot about just the sound of something. Right. Well, and I think our podcast tries to um, not do that. I mean, the fact is we're listening to video game music and yeah. uh, game true. music inherently, especially retro stuff. You it's have to not talk about pleasing. it. It's some kind point, of yeah. it's it, it succeeds or fails despite uh, those limitations. Mm-hmm. And I, that, that's something that I really strongly believe. And I think people in general should challenge themselves to listen beyond presentation Hmm. because I think, you know, there's a lot of people that might listen to music from the fifties or sixties or forties or even the eighties, you know, and when they hear the sound of gated reverb on the drums, when they hear the sound of kind of an old fashioned 
you know, studio orchestra in a pop song or they hear harmonica or they hear the sound of a banjo. People have these like aesthetic connotations that they associate with all those things. And sometimes people will dismiss a piece of music outright. I mean, we've even been guilty of that before and saying like, oh, I hate the soprano saxophone and everything. But the soprano saxophone is neither good nor bad. It's how it's used. The connotations, what it reminds us of. And I think if you can listen, if you can listen past that and just focus on melody, Melody, harmony, chord structure, and overall arranging. Not to say that timbre isn't important because that's a part of composition, but it's not everything. And if you're only listening to the surface level, I mean, it's like the old phrase, don't judge a book by its yeah, cover. Absolutely. What a cool track. Yeah. I actually never even heard of that title or that composer. So that was, that was a lot of fun. Uh, I mentioned earlier that I went down this rabbit hole of uh, PSP music, and this is another PSP title <laughs> that I found. And I was just about to kind of skip past because I listened to a few tracks. Uh, the name of the game, by the way, is Fairy Tale, and that's T A I L, Fairy Tale Portable Guild. Interesting. And it was fine. The music was fine. And then I got to this, and it was really cool. And I was like, I'm really glad that I stuck with this. It's called Boss One, and it's this really interesting combination that I've never exactly heard. Part of it is this Gaelic medieval dance kind of a a feel, a sound. But then you also have these like distorted hard rock instruments as well. And it's a really cool combination that really feels like classic video game music in that way, that it's this interesting fusion of two different styles. This was composed by Yasuharu Takanashi. Let's take a listen to Boss One. This is phenomenal. It's actually too good for this game. This the game Fairy Tale Portable Guild for the PSP doesn't deserve music this good. This is <laughs> phenomenal. Composed by Yasuharu Takanashi. Really authentic kind of Gaelic, Irish bouncy jig. Irish jig kind of a sound. But then you have that you know underneath the the guitar, the bass, and the drums. Very active. This is my kind of boss music. I mean, outstanding. You know, what this makes me think of, uh, this past weekend, our sister just had a baby. Mm -hmm. Number two. And his name is Patrick. Same Patty. uh, It's funny because we're not Irish. Mm -hmm. And my first thought when I heard the name was like, oh, that's an Irish name. I love the name Patrick. Mm -hmm. Um, But now I'm just thinking of him, you know, because we're hearing this overtly Irish kind of dance music. It's so fun. Oh, my gosh. I love this. I I guess there has been a little bit of this sound 
um, there's been some bands that have incorporated like Irish folk music with exactly. rock. Exactly. I guess it's been done, but not to this extreme spectrum. Right. In some not ways. where you have recorder and violin doubled in octaves, but then mixed with rock guitars. Who's going? Yeah, it's, it's such really a cool sound, cool. and yeah, definitely not in video games. This, and we um, get so much Gaelic influence in games, but it's usually not energized with <laughs> this type of instrumentation. This type of tempo and, and this rhythmic feel in general. I mean, you know, at first I was considering that this might have been a uh, licensed piece of music. It kind of has that right. feel and it still might be. I'm not positive about this, but this was another track. It was between this and Ceramic Ivory. I was trying to decide what I thought track of the week was. This might be up there too. I might mm-hmm. like this just as much. This is phenomenal. So glad to finally share that today. Well, I'm going to play a Game Boy track. I feel like we need nice. we always need more Game Boy. In I our had lives. a Game Boy track on my list, but it did it narrowly didn't make the cut. Yeah, this is from a game called Bomberman Max Red Challenger. We've played hmm. one track from this game before in the past on our Bomberman episode. Okay. And the interesting thing about this game is there's no credited composer. It's an unknown composer. And even on that Probably episode, we weren't Jun able Chikuma. to figure it out. It doesn't sound like Jun Chikuma, but mm-hmm. I thought it was funny that I played a Jun Chikuma track earlier that wasn't from Bomberman. This is, it's kind of a short loop, but mm-hmm. I just am so in love with this track. I can't mm. get it out of my head. It's that sound that we've heard before with 8-bit chip music where it's this kind of shredding arpeggio yeah um with delay and it, it's an incredible groove it it's so pure this is unmistakably <laughs> video game music right here awesome. let's take a listen to pitch menu select from bomberman max red challenger Jazzy. Oh, it's so good. Pitch menu select from Bomberman Max Red it's Challenger. It's perfect select music. We should Isn't have an episode great? on select music. Because there is so, there's a really, like, I think there's a high level of, like, pressure and importance for the select music to really right. amp you up and to get you excited. Right. And that's what this track does. Like, I just can't wait to play whatever game this is. Well, and it's it's so colorful and, like, this wash of sound with the delay mm-hmm. on that arpeggiated line. It feels like anything line. is possible. Right, yeah. It, it very much perfectly underscores the the first choice that the player gets to make and i also think uh the chord progression here that's slightly jazzy but moving again by these half steps um it's it's so it's also so wonderful and kind of ambiguous moving back and forth it's very, very wandering. cyclical um and i i just love all the elements and do it you know i really say that these interesting points we may have mentioned this on that episode i can't remember but this music does not sound reminiscent of bomberman you know there is some stuff that does sound more like bomberman in this game yeah but it's definitely a lot 
hipper than Bomberman, hmm. uh, the score, I think, is. Which is interesting, because it's on the Game Boy, and I don't think of the Game I mean, Boy as necessarily being hip. There's definitely a few times in the series when it was when, when it would reinvent itself. Like, if you think right. about the 64, was a time when, you know, she was incorporating, like, breakbeat and electronic and stuff like right, that. Right, that's so, true. Um, yeah. it's hard, it, there's Gosh, not one I sound. Just... I love this. I can't this get enough so of it. Cool. I love it's the melody that oddly comes catchy. in. I love the bass. It's so <laughs> catchy, but it's the kind of thing of like, how would you sing it? Like, not the melody. Yeah, but it's so syncopated and groovy. It's just one of my favorite things. I just can't get it out of my mind. That is amazing. All right. I'm excited about this. I am going to play a track from The Alliance Alive, which I think is a pretty recent game. Uh, this is called Ignition. And I believe this is a 3DS game, and it was composed by Masashi Hamazu. Now, that's a composer that has worked a lot in the Final Fantasy series as of as of late. A wonderful composer, really great music. This is a really awesome piece of music. I think it's a battle track, if I'm not mistaken. And it's that sound that we've heard sometimes before, where you're going to hear some solo violin, really strong, confident violin playing mixed with some synth and electronic elements. Uh, And so it's very energetic and very loud and exciting, um, but also really great melody. And it's just a video game sound that I absolutely adore. Let's check out Ignition from The Alliance Alive. You guys are listening to Ignition from The Alliance Alive for the 3DS, composed by Masashi. Holy Hannah, that's amazing. So good. What a strong melody, and it's just such a beautiful performance here, but you have this really surprising, hard-hitting, kind of dark electronic sound. How cool is this? It's really ingenious. And this is an example, you know, I I just talked about not listening just to the surface level and the sound, but, you know, we do have to talk about the sound because that's part of the musical artistry here. We're not talking about the sound in a superficial way because Mm -hmm. they're using the production to do something artistic and to bring the raw musical material into a heightened, more unique space. Because it's this quirky combination that I've never heard before. You know, we have this really beautiful lyrical violin playing kind of with molto vibrato. Like, it's just really expressive and and beautiful. And this kind of timeless-sounding 
minor Dorian yeah. video game melody, but with these almost like EDM drums and really spacious electronic elements, mm-hmm. it's able to be catchy, tuneful, atmospheric, almost rocking in terms of its energy. But yes. yeah, it's atmospheric too. It's very vibey. It's I think perfect modern video game music. Yeah, you cannot get better than this. Is this for like a mobile? Or no, you said 3DS. 3DS. This is from a 3DS. Game. You know, Carl. What's so funny? There have been so many portable games on our playlist today i mean yeah, i just played true. a game boy one 3ds you've done two psp mm-hmm. and a ds track my next track is this is your last keep track. that tradition yeah my last track is from mm-hmm. a ds game called river king mystic valley classic now i had the hardest time trying to get any information about this game it I know, doesn't have hard. a wikipedia page it's hard the, i can't find the composer anywhere i can't find the names of the tracks luckily i watched a playthrough of the game mm-hmm. to find out where this particular piece falls in the game i've and done it's that actually, before yeah <laughs> it is the title theme okay cool um, but it's it's so great because it's this beautiful solo piano piece mm. but it has that kind of compression sound of the the ds sound channel gotcha uh when listening through to the soundtrack it sounds like some of the music of this game uses kind of samples you mm-hmm. know fake piano and some of it sounds like really compressed audio of Recordings. a real piano sure um this one i believe is the former but it's a great little it's a great little theme very pure and kind of diatonic it's not as jazzy mm-hmm. as some of the things we've heard today it mostly is like one for one kind of a thing but it's a beautiful melody and again it's another example where it's like this is unmistakably the video game sound let's take a listen to the title theme from river king mystic valley Thanks so much for joining us today, everybody. I just had an yeah. absolute blast. Show until 25. It Insane. definitely feels like a big anniversary. Maybe we should go out after this to celebrate because that's yeah, kind of sure. an achievement, I think. It just shows really how long exciting. we've been doing the podcast. Yeah, you're listening to the title theme from River King Mystic Valley. Again, no known composer, at least no credited composer on this Yeah, one. tell me about it. It happens all the time when you find really good music for systems like this. Um, I didn't find anything for that after-school boy either. I just That's why I said Konami Kokeha Club, because there's, yeah, there's just the information just uh, sometimes doesn't exist, which is, which is really sad. Uh, a lot of great music today. Um, my last pick of the day is technically going to be our playout, so definitely stick around for that. It's really good. This is a Yasunori Mitsuda composition. Oh, really? This is from uh, an expansion to Final Fantasy XV or XV. Uh, this is Final Fantasy XV Episode Ignis, and it's the main theme, and it's incredibly beautiful. It's orchestral, and it also features, you guessed it, solo violin. Very, very beautiful stuff. So enjoy that as the play out. And next week, I am 
as giddy as possible for our <laughs> Octopath Traveler episode. Uh, it's going to be an absolute blast. I'm glad we're able to do that episode fairly timely. That game was, you know, very recently released and buzzing like crazy. Everyone's really in love with it, particularly the soundtrack. Probably one of the best soundtracks I've heard in a long, long time. So I can't wait for that episode next week. We'll play you out with this main theme from episode Ignis. Anything else you got, Will, to plug? Um, just uh, if you're interested in film music, check out Underscore, kind of the uh, sibling podcast of Super Mercado Brothers that sure. I host with Marty. For the last few weeks, we've been really focusing in depth on the score to Star Wars. And that's been so much fun. We have a couple more weeks yeah. of that to close that out. And then Don't hopefully stop. more exciting movies. <laughs> Just turn it into a Star Wars podcast. In the future, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also I want to mention that you guys should check out Heroes 3, the mm-hmm. uh, other, you know, if underscores the brother podcast, maybe Heroes 3 sort of the sister podcast. Sure. Uh, Marty, Carlos, and Matthew Tusseroni mm-hmm. from Major Third. Uh, host that show and it's called heroes three adventures in asian cinema they talk about great old kung fu movies and tons of really great films and that's a that's a super fun show so you guys should check out you know other other programs on the Mercado bros network absolutely and thanks so much to everybody who's been, who's been uh, rating and reviewing our show lately on itunes um we have a lot of great Uh, responses on there and uh, that really helps new people find the show so thank you so much thanks to all of our lovely patrons for your continued support Uh, without you guys there's no way we'd be able to keep doing this show and thanks to everyone for continued listening uh, sending us comments and just being all around awesome again uh, every once in a while we get people asking for invites for our discord channel feel free to send us a comment and email if you if you also want an invite to that it's a great community we have a lot of fun on there all right we're going to play you out with the main thing theme uh, composed by Yasunori Mitsuda from episode Ignis. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. Have a great week, everybody. Peace out.